Hey everyone, this is Growing Up Microprimmy. I'm Anthony. And I'm Stephanie. Thanks for tuning in and listening. We are on episode 12, and it looks like we are going to get into the meat and potatoes of what's going on with Scarlett. So in this episode, we're going to talk about our first surgery with Scarlett. Steph's first Mother's Day. And meeting a new doctor, getting a new diagnosis, and all that good stuff. This week, it's Mother's Day weekend. And one of the things that I got to celebrate was I got my very first Mother's Day card from Christian. And I remember I posted a picture of it online, said my first Mother's Day card. Pretty sure I teared up when he gave it to me. Gosh, I love that kid. And it's pink piece of paper that says from Christian to Stephanie. And he spelled my name wrong, which is really cute because... Well, technically your name's spelled wrong anyway, so... <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> So when That's Katie, how they used to stay it back then. So when Katie and Christian were younger, Katie didn't have her front teeth when Anthony and I first started dating. So she would call me Fephanie instead of Stephanie. Katie, I know you're listening. That was for you. And so Christian just repeated what he heard his sister calling me. So I was Fephany for the longest time. Anyway, so the card says, you are the best. I love you. And pretty sure I cried like a baby with that one. (laughs) But that was, uh, that week, it started off really good. I got that card. We, um, I got my hair cut. What else did you get? Uh, Anthony got me a really pretty bracelet. So let's tell a story about this real quick, because (laughs) you know what? I'm going to go on record and this is going to happen. So I got flack in the last episode about not buying flowers because I had reasons. And, you know, when you give flowers to someone and they're not really excited about it, you don't want to do it again. So it's... (laughs) I forgot about this. Oh, you're going to (laughs) remember. Because I still think about it every day. Stephanie always asks me, why do I think I'm in trouble all the time? Well, we're going to start with, you know, some of the, you know, the backstory, the building blocks, if you will. So it's Mother's Day. Stephanie's asleep. Scarlett's asleep. Everybody's doing good. It's Sunday morning. So I decide to take advantage because I know Stephanie's going to be asleep for a while because that's just what she does. (laughs) So I get on the motorcycle. No, I don't. (laughs) And I start heading towards the nearest mall. Because the hospital's right off of a major freeway. And I get halfway there and realize I forgot my wallet. So I have to turn back around, go back to the hospital, go through security, go through all that stuff again to go back into the room and make sure, one, they're still asleep, trying to be as quiet as possible, get my wallet, and then I leave again. Well, this is, what, 2004? The freeway that we're on is called 30. 2014. Sorry, I have another kid. Just mentioned her. She was born in 04. <laughs> This happens when you get old. Anyway, 2014, 30 is under construction, and there's a new exit that I'm not really used to. And again, I'm on the motorcycle, and I'm kind of in a hurry, and uh, I am going the posted speed limit plus some, and don't realize that there is a stop sign now. It's not just freeway. You actually have to stop before you get onto the freeway, but they give you this real nice long on-ramp. Anyway, that was kind of fun. Figured out what sliding my bike was like. Then, you know, keep going. Get to the mall, and I'm trying to decide what to get her, and I figure, you know, go with, you know, birthstones, bracelet, and, you know, I I do all that, buy it, and then start writing back. Well, I was about to start writing back, and then I get an angry text message. Where are you? Why aren't you here? What are you doing? How do you know it was angry? You don't know. You can't tell emotions through text message. That's the only way it comes across. (laughs) Hush. So yes, that's what I get. And I tell her I'm doing stuff. So I ride back 
I'm annoyed when I get there, and I just, you know, I'm confronted with the look. Anybody who used to watch Tool Time, they have a whole episode about this look. If you've never seen it, go watch it. It's good. I, I got that. And, again, she was asking where I was, and I was trying to make this a surprise, you know, make it kind of a nice gift. But, you know, my attitude at the time got in the way, her attitude at the time got in the way, so I just kind of just put her bracelet down on the table and said, here, happy Mother's Day. Thanks for ruining it. This was all before Mother's Day, so <laughs> I got my gift early. <laughs> yeah, because she couldn't wait. She can never actually wait for any of her gifts. I can, too. I've waited for gifts before. Anyway, Name so one. it was... <laughs> I'll have to come back to that question. Okay. <laughs> so this is how she got her Mother's Day gift early. <laughs> so we had... Let's see, we had a graduation that... No, that no, 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 no. Don't just gloss over that. Give your side of the story. Uh, I woke up and didn't know where he was. No, He didn't leave a note. Nothing. So... I uh, was just worried because he was on a motorcycle. And as you just heard, he he likes to go fa- a little faster than the speed limit. So a normal person that dates someone or is married to someone say, with a motorcycle. I'm going to say we're married at this point, lady. <laughs> a normal person that is married to somebody or even dates somebody or has a friend that is on a motorcycle that likes to drive fast is going to be concerned and worried. But how did you know I took the bike? <sighs> yeah. Woo, victory! Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, so this weekend was uh, it was a it was a pretty packed weekend. We had Mother's my, Day events with family, Mother's Day events at the hospital. We had graduation. I went and got my hair cut. Uh, my cousin Candace graduated from. She actually graduated from high school with an associate's degree. Well, let, let, let's let's well. say this: she graduated college first, then high school. She she did one of those dual programs that she got her she graduated high school with her associate's degree as well. It's the only person I've ever gone to a college graduation before the high school graduation. <laughs> it was weird. It was so all all of that good stuff going on, and we get to meet Scarlett's first doctor. Well, her second doctor that we were going to be coming in contact with quite often. Although we didn't know at this point that we were going to be coming in in contact with him often. So on May 11th, I posted, didn't exactly start my Mother's Day weekend as we planned. So we found out Scarlett Perez has some fluid buildup in her brain. So we had to make another tough decision. Scarlett goes into surgery again tomorrow morning. Scarlett has a wonderful neurosurgeon who everyone speaks very highly of. She will have a ventricular access device or a VAD put in to help drain the extra fluid. We ask for your prayers and good thoughts as we prepare for another battle with Miss Scarlett. Thank you, everyone, and we will keep everyone informed and updated as much as possible. So as that was read to you, what's in your head? Imagine that device. Say it again. Ventricular access device. So if you're not imagining a water spout or a faucet spout on top of a kid's head right now, there's something wrong with you, because when the doctors tell it to you, that's the first thing that should pop into your head. <laughs> if you have no clue what it is. Okay, carry on. It's not a water spout. That's what I thought it was going to put on. I thought it was going to be a garden hose that you twisted <laughs> off and on. <laughs> you laugh, but she ended up with one of those. I let to say, I laugh, because I... I Actually, I don't remember what I thought it was going to be. I do, because I still think it, and I still touch the top of her head. I remember... Asking the doctor what it was going to look like, and he said it was going to look like 
She had a little button under her scalp. So let's explain actually what it is. Go ahead. So a ventricular access device. It is placed under the scalp, and what it does is it gives the neurosurgeon or nurse or nurse access to be able to pull fluid from the the brain. So this device is under the skin, goes straight into the brain, and they're going to be draining ventricular fluid. Yes. Or C. That's what CF fluid is, right? Yes. So. The underlying cause is they're realizing that Scarlet is pulling fluid and there's pressure uh, on her brain. They're noticing it more and more, and so they're wanting to draw that off to see if the brain can basically restart and start to regenerate. Not regenerate. To naturally. Reabsorb. Yeah, reabsorb the fluid. So as you sit here, unless you have a VA, so as you're sitting here listening to this, unless you actually have a shunt inside of you, you're absorbing your CF fluid. It pumps throughout your body all the time. You don't think about it. Your body does it naturally. But when you have hydrocephalus, which we don't know she has yet, but that's what we're leading to with the fluid buildup, her body can't get rid of it. It just, it stays there. And so it pulls in her brain, over her brain between her skull and it's causing a ton of pressure because it has nowhere to go. Pressure that can lead to damage if not taken care of. So they want to start putting a needle into her head and drawing this fluid out of her. So imagine that again. They're telling you that every day, twice a day, or was it just once, once to it was start once with? Once a day they were going to start. So when we started this, it was just once a day. They're telling you that you're going to put a needle into your kid's head and suck out fluid. What, what's your natural reaction? Again, my idea of the garden hose seemed a lot better because now there's going to be a needle going into Scarlett's head every day, and now I'm freaking out. Yeah, and when, when they first talked about putting this device in, you know, they give you all the pros and cons. and So just in case that got picked up, that's just the daily life that we're living right now. We'll explain that in our Friday Extra, or by the time this drops, we would have explained that in our Friday Extra. <laughs> okay. So we met Dr. Honeycutt, Scarlett's new neurosurgeon, and he explained that the fluid wasn't being absorbed like a normal person's brain does. So they were going to place this uh, device in her head, and then they would it would allow them access to pull the fluid from her brain and he said it was going to look like a little button on top of her head um but her scalp and hair would be covering it so it wouldn't be anything that we would like it wouldn't be a button that we could actually touch that Um, wasn't (laughs) we could touch it but (laughs) we would be touching her hair and her scalp not not the actual device the funny thing scarlet had so much hair when she was born all the doctors made a very concerted effort to not shave her head if they had to whenever they had surgery on her. <laughs> they still do it to today. So we attended the graduation. We spent Mother's Day with our families. And then Monday morning rolls around, May 12th. Anthony posted, Surgeon has said a prayer over her and she has gone back. Anesthesia is riskier than actual surgery. Now we wait for Scarlett Perez to show us her strength again. Anesthesia was riskier at this point because she was so small and we didn't know if she had any allergies but let's 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 take this point by point because this is the first time scarlet's left the room yes this is our first time away from her So again another type of uh, first so we got to see them box her up close her off seal her up in the little terrarium <laughs> and we got to make 
the the travel down the hallway and it felt super weird and I don't know why it felt I don't know why it felt weird it just felt weird that we were leaving the room after 30 something days mm-hmm. with her yeah. and I don't know it was it was neat but very scary and when we got into the surgery reception room we went through all the the get smart elevators to get there i don't know how we got there but it, <laughs> it felt like an episode of get smart if you're too young to know what that is i've never seen the the remake because it's probably horrible but <laughs> there were levels to get to where we needed to go and when we got in there i was surprised it, it shocked me that the a surgeon prayed over her. yeah I, well i mean we weren't really sure what to expect but he, he asked us, is it okay if we say a prayer? And everyone stopped. That's when you started bawling. <laughs> everyone stopped, bowed their head. Like his whole staff, room of like 10, 15 people just stopped. That's that's his thing. Because every time that we've gone back to we surgery with him, yeah, he, he asked to say a prayer and everyone stops and he says a prayer over the child that he's fixing to take into surgery. So that was neat. We also started, that started our tradition of making sure that you kissed her first and I kissed her last hmm. on the forehead. And what did we tell her? We'll see you soon. I think it's so. been so long since we've had a surgery. I, I don't even know if we'd be able to carry the tradition on. Well, the day surgery we had. But we don't get to go back there with her anymore. They That's just take true. her from us now. Yeah. So, again, now that she's older, the surgeries are a little different. But back then, we got to go right up into the surgical triage area. Uh, as soon as they walked her out, she would be in the surgery room, ready to go. So, we had the same anesthesiologist, which made me feel better from when they did the... Uh, Penrose strain. Penrose surgery. So he already kind of had a feel for her. He was excited, too, because he said that she does really well. So that made us okay. And it was it was rough. Again, it was this was the first time we were out of the room. And this was the first time we got to go sit in the old waiting room. The, yeah, in the surgery waiting area. Where we could watch helicopters, birds, crap, <laughs> window cleaners, rain. The, we were in the room that Anthony talked about. In one of our extras. One of, yeah. This, it, it's a very awkward room. The it's a it's I would say it's about the size of a school cafeteria, but above you there's no roof. It's just a glass ceiling, and you see everything that's going on up there. And the seats that were in the waiting room had been sat on for a good fifteen years. There was no good cushion at all. And again, it's it's a children's hospital. I'm sure they work off of everything as donations. And in a surgery waiting rooms probably isn't priority over actually getting instruments and then to take care of these kids. And I'm okay with it. But as many times as we were in there, you started to begin to dread it. And you also start your routine. My routine was as soon as we got in there, I went to the restroom for a good 10, 15 minutes just to go, you know, not sit in those chairs. (laughs) And then I would come back and Stephanie would go get breakfast. They've upgraded it since. It's a whole different area now, but we're in this timeline right now talking about this. So Stephanie would go, Grab a coffee at Starbucks or go grab Chick-fil-A breakfast. Yeah. Oh, man. Back because one of us had to be in the waiting room. Yeah, we had to be... One of us had to be in there to receive the phone calls because a nurse would call from the operating room to let us know they start. And then uh, they would just call us throughout the surgery, letting us know it, what was going on. If, this one was a long one. It was about an hour and a half. Yeah, I think we were sitting there for a while. I think this was the longest one that we've ever done, actually. Because all the others, they say it's going to be long, and we're prepared to be in there. We get our iPads, we get set up, and then they're come tapping us on the shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad thing, but it, it's kind of 
it's kind of off-putting when you're like, oh, you're done already. So she's in there, and we're just kind of sitting there, and they come out. He comes out and tells us that everything went great. Yes. Sorry. Yes. I was reading. And that if we wanted to go back to the room, they would deliver her back to us. Yeah, we had to, from the surgery waiting area, we had to go back to the NICU to sit in there and wait for them to bring her back. So this is my grievance. I could have waited in that room the whole time. So we go back to the room, and then we get to see post-surgery Scarlet. And it's the scariest, saddest thing again, because she's super puffy from all the fluids. She's still, because she's still knocked out and she wasn't very mobile anyway outside of anesthesia so it was weird it was weird seeing her like that with so much stuff plugged into her again and yeah yeah because they put they had to put a tube down throw it again and we were just like oh we just got away from that and, and so that was the other word we were so worried we were going to backtrack on breathing machines because we had just gotten used to the quiet in the bedroom. And so we had to wait for them to slowly take her off the the breathing machine and make sure that she could breathe on her own again and that nothing from the anesthesia was going to set her back. (laughs) So I posted when we got to the room in my best Garth from Wayne's World voice, and she's okay. She's already moving her head and opening her eyes. Just got back to the room. And it looks nothing like I expected. She doesn't have a giant gear on her head. You actually can't even see it. So my memory was true. I was expecting lots of, uh, what would you call that, industrialness on her head. <laughs> but when they brought her back, she had a little uh, little beanie on. So you really couldn't even see it anyway. And none of us were in a rush to actually lift it to see what it was. So the day went. They, took, they were able to take the tube out. And she was back on the the bubble and they were they slowly started her back on feeds uh weaning her off the the iv fluids that they had had put her on so i think we just found the photo that we're (laughs) going to post with this because it's the greatest thing uh katie was up there on the 14th of may to end the week and she wanted to take a photo with scarlet and scarlet just raises her hand in the background of the photo katie's not even looking and so scarlet got her first photo bomb in (laughs) because we thought she was asleep and she just wanted to be in the photo (laughs) but you'll see that one it's kind of cute so we got the kids on on that day the 14th we got the kids and i posted use my kitchen for the first time in over five weeks Left my baby girl a little early tonight, came home, made dinner, washed some dishes, and straightened up the kitchen. It felt weird being in the house and doing something other than sleeping. Felt good to make a home-cooked meal. Hospital food, fast food, and restaurants get old real quick. So I I remember that night, and I remember crying because we were leaving her early, but we we just couldn't do it anymore. The The hospital food and, well, I mean, like I said in the post. And the babies. And it it was just a home cooked meal is always so much better than than anything that you can buy. Katie and Christian appreciated it. <laughs> yeah. So it, at this point, trying to get back into some kind of routine at home with, I mean, because we used to, I used to cook before I had Scarlett. I would cook all the time. And if you can't notice the slow talking of me today, she cooks still really well today. <laughs> Tonight's dinner was pretty awesome, and I'm just kind of running through this so I can get that nice food coma going. (laughs) 
to wrap up that week, uh, we posted, uh, actually posted on the 15th, day 36. Forgot to update yesterday. Miss Scarlet is now five weeks as of yesterday. 30 week, 30 weeks today, if I were still pregnant. Scarlet has started keeping her eyes open more. She gained quite a bit of weight and a few centimeters. She's back on bubble after surgery and they did start withdrawing fluids daily from the VAD and today had to increase the amount they have been removing. Thank you all for your continued prayers and support. Love you all. So this starts our normal weeks of just daily taps. We hinted on it here a little bit, but they already started to increase the amount that they were withdrawing because it was refilling just as fast as they could pull it out, and it was actually going over the amount that they expected to see. So they're starting to get the hint of a diagnosis, and they're not letting us know it too quickly because they want to try these increased taps before they full-blown full blown go into what we're about to get into. Scarlet's still moving around. We're not really fearing a sudden death from um, We're actually feeling pretty comfortable that we're leaving early. So we're going to pick up here in the next episodes where it's pretty, almost a couple weeks have gone by. So we don't update again until when? Oh, the next big thing isn't until the end of the month. But I mean, we still update. Oh, okay. Just nothing big, big. Okay. So you want to actually give her weekly uh, stats? So week five, Scarlet is 37 centimeters long, and she is 2 pounds and 12 ounces. She's almost catching up with the frog. <laughs> yeah, this this week was a lot. This one, this is a pretty heavy week. First surgery, first time we left the room, first Mother's Day, first photo bomb. <laughs> it was a weird week. And it wasn't even a full week. It was just like a couple of days that yeah. all of this happened. So it, it, it kind of goes like that. I feel like we're in the current timeline. We're living in one of those worried time periods where lots of things can go wrong. Depending on when this dropped, we may have already talked about this in an extra. Just because we go through periods that we forget that there's something wrong with Scarlet, and then something happens, and then we become hyper-aware. So in the timeline that we're talking about at Scarlet at 32 days, we're getting kind of comfortable, but we'll soon learn why when something goes wrong and we're getting comfortable, we know not to stay that way for very long, which <laughs> kind of sucks, but it's the way it is. But with that, I'm Anthony. And I'm Stephanie. And we'll see you soon.